Chuck will put up those uh, the thing on YouTube of last week uh, today because I can't believe how many you did get it on on, on it where you can put it up for uh, did you last last week's service. One of the main ones they want to see is your little girl putting the, the baby Jesus in the cradle. And I laughed. Uh, I told them about it. I, uh, Shelly had put a cradle, that little cradle they had, uh, to get out of styrofoam and toothpicks. And she brought it up here very carefully. And she said, now, preacher, when you, when you put it down up there, be careful with it because it'll fall apart if you ain't careful. And uh, she come up and took it, to, had the little baby, wham! <laughs> I got a video kick out of that. And everybody broke up. But God's good, amen? If you would, please uh, bring an offering before you leave. And I forget to ask sometime, but we need it. God's work has to go on, so we ask you to do so. If you'd like to at this time, feel free to do so. While you're doing that, uh, also get your Bibles out. I, uh, I love to read the Christmas story, and the Christmas story that I like to read, uh, of course all of them is given in the New Testament throughout the Bible, but Luke chapter 2 is where my best. Uh, I heard a preacher say one time, the uh, reason that uh, this is the best explanation of the birth of Christ is because Luke was a doctor. And uh, so I like to read behind him a great deal. But in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Serenus was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one, into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in solid clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in their field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be of all pe- to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill towards men. And it came to pass as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them according 
concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Father, we do thank you for this wonderful recording that you made this absolute truth because your word cannot lie. You are God in the flesh. And Father, we ask you, dear God, as we remember this time today, and that's what all this is all about. Christmas Day, we know not when you was truly born, but we pick this day of all days of the year, especially to remember that scene. Because you said the scene should be a sign unto us. We need a sign that God is with us. That baby is that sign. He's always with us. And dear Lord, we ask you to bless us today now as we study from thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was saying before service this morning, I wonder what the people would do if Jesus was to come this morning and they not at home. I mean, they're staying at home and not in church where they ought to be. And this is supposed to be the celebration of Christ's birthday. That'd be a terrifying thought, wouldn't it? But I got to thinking about this, and, and I found this little poem. There's a song in the air. There's a song in the air. There's a star in the sky. There's a mother's deep prayer and a baby's low cry. And the star rains as fire while beautiful scene. From the, for the manger of Bethlehem cradles the king. There's a tumult of joy over the wonderful birth. For the virgin sweet boy is the Lord of the earth. Ah, the star reigns, his fire and beautiful scene. For the manger of Bethlehem cradles the king. We rejoice in the light and we echo the song that comes down through the night from the heavenly throne. Ah, we shout to the lowly evangel that bring. And we greet in this cradle our Savior and King. What a Savior. Amen. Micah chapter 5 verse 2 said, But thou, Bethlehem Avatar, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, out, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler of Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. You know what that one verse is telling us? God has a plan from everlasting, and Jesus is coming, and he did come. The birthplace of Jesus and the birth in a grotto, if you would please, a cave in the limestone rock in which the village stands, uh, used as a stable for horses and, and a pen for cattle, Jesus is born. The horse's manger is a cradle for the king of kings. Verses 8 through 20 tells us the shepherds and the herald, the angel. And from the limestone caverns, we are taken to the long grassy slope which stretch to the east of the Jewish city. Hidden in some nook of these slopes rest pious shepherds. Shepherds have always been a 
quiet-spirited people accustomed to, uh, to the sweet silence of nature and uh, able to commune with their own hearts. And all of a sudden, the gospel of all ages is revealed to them. In verse 11, it says, For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's the gospel. And it's revealed to them for all ages. The substance of the gospel is found in verse 11. Born to you this day. John 3.16 It's a gift to all men as sinners as Jesus the Savior is come. And again, the anointed one, he of whom the prophets spake, and the one whom David the shepherd of Israel prefigured, the sent one, not by, but from God. From the depths of the divine personality, the Son from the bosom of the Father, Christ the Lord, the Jehovah, the one to whom every knee should bow, the ruler who shall restore the lost and unite the scattered and fulfill the kingdom which is righteousness and peace and joy. Then note the character of this gospel. Verse 10, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Good tidings of great joy. The most blessed message ever proclaimed is one of a unspeakable blessedness, a joy to which no bound can be set, a joy which no geology can limit, um, can measure, a joy which no thought can claim race or sect or embitterment then joy to all the world Jews or Gentiles alike then notice the sign of this gospel everybody is looking for a sign or a miracle but verse 12 says and this shall be a sign unto you you shall find a baby wrapped in small clothes living lying in a manger the baby is a sign of the kingdom the virgin-born baby is a token of the king. Matthew 18, verse 3 says, And verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as a little child, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And now, suddenly as the sign is given, one man wrote, A blaze of song spreads ever the expanse of heaven. And like circles widening round upon a clear blue river orb after orb the wondrous sound is echoed on forever glory to God on high on earth peace be still and lo towards men of love salvation and release the announcement of the birth is made to shepherds why shepherds for this great honor the first blood of sacrifice was made by Abel, the keeper of sheep. Christ, our sacrifice, is in type likened to the good shepherd, the chosen shepherd. The favorite symbol of the Savior, John 10, verse 7 to 15, is that of the good shepherd. The good shepherd, our Savior, work is the good shepherd who leaves the ninety and nine and goes after the sheep which is lost. One of my favorite songs that the Booth brothers sing is, I'm the lost sheep that the shepherd lost, uh, left the fold for. That might not be the name of it, but I like it anyhow. That's got the meaning of the song to it. 
And I am one of them, aren't you? When you think about it, I'm the one that he left the shepherds, all the rest of the sheep, and come got me. That's the good shepherd. The first preacher in the heavenly angel. The first congregation is some lowly and simple men who are doing their duty in the place which God had appointed them. The lesson here is heaven is always near. Those who are doing what God already gave them to do, heaven is at hand. Then number five, the conduct of these shepherds. Verse 15 and 16. Uh, notice with me please. Verse 15 and verse 16. And it came to pass as angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go into Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. This is a matter to be at once attended to. The Word of God, a voice of the Holy Spirit in the heart, a command or duty pertaining to the heavenly life. This is a claims procedure over all the claims of our lives. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the Bible says. That's a prompt obedience in the way of blessing. And they come with haste. The king's business requires haste. Amen? And when you read Galatians, you'll find it. But the conduct of Mary, verse 18 and 19, and all they that heard it wondered at these things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things upon them in her heart. Now the shepherds eagerly told their wonderful story. All the people who heard the wonderful story wondered. But Mary, the Bible said, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The wonder of the people soon passed away. But deep religious feelings are conserved and deepened through reflections and prayer. Keep Bible truths and ponder them in, their, in our heart. Sometimes I'll lay it my, in my bed at night and I can't go to sleep or just don't want to go to sleep and just lay in there thinking about things. And I quote Scripture and just remind myself of thus saith the Lord and the blessing of God and how He loves me and the precious things that He's recorded in His Word. And I ponder them in my heart and I wonder about it. But one day we'll see Him face to face and we'll understand it all by and by. Why is the virgin birth of Christ Jesus vitally important? Number one, without the virgin birth, we sinners wouldn't have a perfect sacrifice for our sins. Our thrice holy God requires a sacrifice for sin to be absolutely without spot or blemish, or without sin, period. The sin offering had to be a perfect one, and Jesus is our perfect one. He is our sacrifice for sin. Without the virgin birth, we sinners would have no one to die in our stead on the cross. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So without the virgin birth, no cross of Calvary, no one to die for us in our stead. If Jesus is not the virgin born Son of God, why the cruel cross of Calvary? Just another sinner dying for sinners. But Jesus is virgin born. 
He is capable of taking our sins away. Without the virgin birth, no resurrection. Because on holy God in flesh, no holy God in flesh, uh, Jesus is the only one that can die for us. And because Jesus rose from the dead, uh, then all Christians also will rise from the dead forever. Without the virgin birth, no heaven. Heaven only contains sinless people. So without the virgin birth, there would be no sinless people. There would be no heaven. Without the virgin birth, no man could ever know God, period. John 14, verses 1 through 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You ever heard somebody say, I want to know God? I like to know God. I like to see God. Every time somebody says that to me or reminds me of that, I say, why don't you take a look at Jesus? Read His story. Read His life in the Bible. Go through the whole Bible and just do the one thing. And just center on the birth and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is God. And when you read about Him, you see God in the Word of God. What the Bible is, the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, we have in the Gospel then. No good news from God without the Gospel. The Gospel is the good news. And when you think of the virgin birth during these hours, you think about there's more to it than just a little baby being born. Amen? I got this last night. We had uh, 42 of our family there in the house. I got to looking around a bunch of little little bitty young run all over the place in that house. And I said, where did all these people come from? Some of the neighbors wander in. But I'm so glad that they're still having kids and they're it's wonderful to see little babies coming up and becoming grown people. And it wasn't long ago to the, the ones that had them was playing around in my same floor that they're playing in. You think about that for just a moment. But when I see Jesus, and when I think of the cradle, when I think about Him being born, my heart flutters to the fact that God so loved me that He condescended down. He come to the low degree. He didn't go to a king's palace. He come to a low place. You know what all that represents? Anybody can come to him. Not just rich people. If he came to a king's palace, I don't have enough to go there. I don't have enough authority to go there. But he come to a manger, I don't have anything to come. I just come empty-handed, Lord, just as I am, without my belief. And that's why he came to a manger. So anybody can come to Him lowly and coming down to condescend to us, take our sins away. Amen. I get so excited thinking about it, thinking about this one fact. One day, they show manger scenes and they'll show a, a, a glow around Jesus' head. you ever notice that? Every time I see that, I think about one thing. One day, Jesus is coming back. And the glory that's going to be around Him as He descends. There's a scene in the book of Revelation that makes my heart skip also. It talks about the emerald rainbow being around the throne of God. Can you imagine that? You know what green stands for in the Bible? Grace. It's the grace of God being centered around the throne of God. And anybody can come 
to the throne of God through the grace that God has given His only begotten Son for you and I. That's grace. Amen? It's a wonderful time of the year. And I pray for your families. I pray you'll have a good time the rest of the day and enjoy one another. Amen? Stand with me. Let's pray. Father, this has been a good day. And we thank You for each one that's come today. It's set aside just a time that we need to worship You first and then enjoy all the goodness that You've given us. Bless us today, we pray now. Go with us and watch over us. Watch over those that could not be with us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Mm -hmm.